Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. Check. Ooh, this thing is... My battery's low on my Zoom. I think it should be enough. That's one thing I do like about uh, the Zoom products is even like the old uh, H4N Pro that I have, when it has like one bar of battery, usually you're pretty good, you know, for like another hour or two or something like that. Um, but today we are not talking about that. Today we we're talking about a, a very fun topic, right? And it is the topic of YouTubers in the filmmaking space, not, not you know, YouTubers, because that's too big of a category, but YouTubers in the filmmaking, um, filmmaking video space uh, versus or compared to actual working professionals, right? And I've been on YouTube as a content creator for four years now, right? Yeah, four years now. And what I've noticed is there is a clear, um, there is a split difference between um, people who are actually working professionals and those who create content. I'm sorry, working professionals who also create content versus just pure content uh, creators on YouTube, right? And um, I feel like a lot of them can't be trusted because if you're not working as a professional, um, and again, you don't have to be like a high level cinematographer, and let's be honest, like none of them are on YouTube because they're actually working. That's just that's just a fact. Um, but you don't have to be like a high level cinematographer in order to create content, right? If you have experience and knowledge that someone else needs, then I think it's um, it's a great thing for you to share your knowledge and share your experience for those um, who who you can be of service to, right? And who you can bring value to. And so you could you know you could be someone who maybe just does video for their church, but the church pays you, right? Uh, you create content like you're you're filming almost every day for them. Um, you're filming services. You're filming uh, fundraising campaigns. You're uh, filming all, all kinds of things, right? Every day. So you are a working professional and you can give your knowledge and insight for those who also um, perhaps uh, are, are are with their church and they want to start making videos for their church and their church is going to pay them, right? They're bringing them on staff as far as their media production company or media production department, right? Um, so again, you don't have to be like a commercial cinematographer or a documentary cinematographer to... Um, to create content and also to be a working professional, if that makes any sense. Um, but I feel like, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of YouTubers on in the filmmaking space can't be trusted. I'm not gonna say you know who or name drop, but you know you can see, you can tell the ones that are actually working pros and the ones that aren't um, working in the field anymore. And so, why is that important? Well, say if you are uh, maybe in your third year, right, freelance, and you're you're really trying to um, push the boundaries and get to the next level in your career. The people on YouTube aren't going to help you because I mean, minus like one or two um, channels on YouTube, right? Like Wandering DP is probably the only one that can ha- actually, you know, you know, Patrick O'Sullivan can actually help you get to the next level when it comes to cinematography. Um, and in some aspects, you know, uh, give you insight on, on the industry itself and how you can navigate that in your own way. Right, but everyone else is like you know camera reviews, lens reviews, gimbal reviews, light reviews, right? 
And not to say that they're uh, not needed, but the thing is, is, you know, say like, again, you wanna get to the next level. Um, if you're not a working professional, how are you going to give people advice on the equipment needed to get you to the next level, right? And so again, gear is not, gear isn't the subject, right? Having gear isn't necessarily gonna get you better jobs or higher paying jobs. Um, but if you if you watch a bunch of videos and you're like, you know what, I need a new light. And uh, all the lighting tests are just like, you know, someone, uh, someone sitting in a room with a soft dome at different like, various levels, right? Like how does that light actually translate into the work that you're gonna do? Right, because are you also going to be, you know, sitting inside a nice, comfy studio setting every single time? Uh, you're not, right? Sometimes you are. Sometimes you're going to be in a situation you're shooting on location and you have no control over the light, and you may not even have enough light to compensate for for your room tone, for the natural light coming in, right? Maybe you want to create some interest in the background, but in order for you to do that, you need a fuck ton of light, and you can't do that with your little Aperture 300D even like five of them if you had them, right? Um, and and so I think the 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 context that a lot of the YouTube filmmaking creators um, offer in YouTube really aren't, they're not relatable to what you're gonna do. You know, if you're doing weddings, if you're doing events, if you're just starting out and you know, the client doesn't give a shit what it looks like, they just need video content, which most of the time is what it, what it is when you're just starting out, right? Like your first year. They don't really, like these are, again, these are the clients that mom and pop shops, small businesses, personal brands, right? You're either doing it for free or you're doing it for very, very, very cheap, like 200 bucks and you have to edit the whole thing too, right? Um, then, you know, those videos are appropriate. And and I think because of brand recognition and, and you know, huge brands wanting to get their product out, it, it also kind of hurts them too because who are they marketing to now, right? Now they're marketing to the consumers, not even prosumers. They're just marketing to people who like want to do video as a hobby or again, maybe it's a weekend thing, uh, part-time thing, right? Um, and I don't even know if they make a lot of profit off of that market. They might. Uh, and Mike's, I mean, to my knowledge, if you, it feels like they would make more profit off of like working professionals, right? Because this is their like, you know, seven days a week, five days a week kind of thing, right? 365 days out of the year, 52 weeks out of the year, this is like what they do. So you would think huge brands will market to working pros, but apparently uh, that may not be the case. So um, yeah, you know, if you're looking for the next thing on YouTube, if you're looking for the next, um, the next product review, the next lighting tutorial, right? Take it with a grain of salt that if you're watching videos and if the person isn't showing you or if you can't find their work, website, Vimeo channel, Instagram, um, whatever, right? If you can't actually see their work to see if it's if it's something that aligns with your style or maybe, oh, you know what? That's pretty cool. Like, how did he do that? Or how did she do that, right? Um, if you can't see their work, uh, I would say do not trust that person because they are probably just trying to sell you a product that a company sent them, all right, plain and simple. Um, and and so that's my thing, right, is if you look at any of my videos on YouTube, 90% 90 of the time, I'm always showing you examples of a footage of products that I shot, right? And so that way you can see whether you like it or if you don't like it, at least I'm showing you that, you know, this is what it looks like if you're using it in the real world, right? And not just in a, in a nice, comfy studio environment. 
again, sometimes you're shooting in studio, sometimes you're shooting on location, right? So uh, that is uh, a different beast in itself. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd just point it out there because yeah, there's there's times when people are, are looking for are looking on YouTube for advice for uh, tips. And again, just be aware of who you're watching, right? Because there's only a handful of people on YouTube that actually like are still working in the field, you know? Um, so like uh, Gaffers and Grip, I forgot the guy's name is, but the Australian guy, I like his channel a lot. Because uh, he, he, again, he's a working gaffer, right? And he has like, I think he has like a one ton grip truck and a small grip van, you know? So he's actually showing you like different, um, uh, different opinions and personal experience based upon his work, right? You have um, Curtis Judd and everything like, like sound related, honestly, like that guy like knows his shit, you know, because he, he's a location sound mixer, right? Um, I think Rob Machado, you know, because Rob is actually, again, working professional, right? Working cinematographer. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, there's probably other people that I haven't seen yet that are probably, you know, coming up or have really good YouTube channels, but like, yeah, there's only, you know, I mean, again, Wandering DP, but he's at, you know, like Patrick O'Sullivan, and that's like the, if you're looking to be a commercial cinematographer, that's the level that you that you are aspiring to get to, right? And again, he's telling you like like real real things, not just like you know, he's not just breaking down videos. Like he breaks down his own projects that you know advertising agencies, advertisement agencies, and production companies are hiring hiring him to do to be a cinematographer, right? Um, so yeah, just just be careful of who you're watching on YouTube. Hell, even me, I might be you know putting out stuff that you may think is is um, is uh, a sellout or something, you know? It, it really isn't, because anytime any, any any brand sends you something, it is always my opinion, right? If I like it or if I don't like it, whether it's, you know, Fujinon or uh, SLR Magic or whoever, you know? And I have brands asking to send me stuff and I've declined uh, many of them. And some of them I, I, I do accept, you know? If I feel like it's gonna bring value to other people, uh, and I can compare it to other equipment that I already have, right? So I like compare and contrast. So that I'll say today's episode, I don't know if it was a rant, more of like an enlightened, enlightenment, mint, I like mint tea. So enlight, enlightenment, enlightenment. Uh, if you liked the podcast episode, please read it. I'd appreciate it. Subscribe to my podcast as always. So you're notified of the new weekly episodes coming out. Please share it with your friends. Let me know if they like it, right? Let's let's spread the joy. And again, I'm doing my best to try to get uh, more interviews on the way. I think I just, yeah, the work has been busy. You know, there's there's like, um, like next week I thought I had free, right? Okay, cool, you know, let's let's crank out some YouTube videos. Producer hits me up yesterday, says, hey, are you busy uh, next weekend? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> so, you know, like that's just how life is. Even right now, I have a shoot uh, today and tomorrow, so I'm cranking this one out for y'all because I want to keep this thing consistent and bring you guys value. Uh, and then my next YouTube video is a is a review video. Uh, Revo Ring or uh, HNY Filters. I forgot the company's name. I, I probably should remember their name. Uh, they sent me like the Revo Ring. It's like a it's like an all-in-one step-up ring system. But this new one that they have has a built-in um, their version of a of a uh, you know Tiffin Black Promise filter. Uh, so I'll, I will be testing it tomorrow to see if it's, you know, if it's if it's trash or if it's decent. I don't know if it's going to be good. I think it's going to be either decent or it's going to be trash. So I'll be comparing it with uh, my black satin filters, which 
you know, you all know I love uh, my glimmer glass filters. And man, I ordered um, a Hollywood Black Magic quarter like two months ago, and it's been on back order. So I contacted the Hot Rod Cameras. Um, they said it would be shipping out, I think, like end of July. So hopefully I'll get it in the next two weeks. But um, I don't know if I'll have enough time to, by the time I get it in, I don't know if I'll have enough time to be testing everything again. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And other than that, I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye-bye.